0: Hey, this is Chaplain Tony Repic here. Just want to remind you that this podcast does not imply any endorsement of any commercial organization, product, or belief system. Well, hey everyone, I'm really glad you're tuned in again. Here, this is uh, Chaplain Tony Repic from Biddle Air National Guard Base with the Balance Podcast, and we're kicking off another great podcast here today with a gentleman named Ron Cohen. And before you know, we get kicked off with with Ron, and I'm going to give you a backstory. Just a short backstory about why Ron's here today. I want to just let everybody know and remind you, if you're tuning in, why why are we doing this balanced podcast? Well, um, mind, body, spirit, and social are these four areas that we try to um, hone in on here in the military. Um, to make us whole people, to make us healthy at work, um, successful in life, and so we bring we bring these different topics and different um, concepts and ideas, we deliver this content to you so you could um, build your toolkit, if you will, for your life plan. So you can you can be healthy and whole. And so that's why we're doing this. And so today, Ron's going to come from an angle um, that's I hope going to encourage you because he's going to share his background, his story on why he joined the military, where he's from. Um, his adoption process. And it's, it's it's going to be interesting because Ron just actually took a trip back home and he's going to unpack that's a little right. bit of this, right? Yep. He's yep. going to unpack some absolutely. of this here for us during this podcast, but some of that brings back lots of memories and oh, yeah. appreciation uh, for absolutely. the life that we have. So, absolutely. so Ron, thanks for, for joining me. I know the airmen and the families and civilians and um, anyone that's listening, this is going to be super encouraged. So just do, do a quick favor here for, for me and for our audience. Um, what rank are you? What do you currently do in the military? How long have you been in?
1: Okay. Uh, my name is Tex Iron Cowan. Um, I'm with LRS. So I'm, I'm in supply logistics, day-to-day supply, basic. Um, yeah. Um, I love it. I've been here since 2000. No, actually... Yeah, 2003. So you've been here at, at oh, yeah. this base since 2003, okay? one well, yeah. I'm, I'm a okay. That's back nice. airplane days. So. Yeah. it's It's been a while. I'm looking forward to retiring now. Yeah. yeah. How many total yeah. years you have in? Oh. Sh- shoot. Um, when I'm done, I would say 30 years. Oh, Wow. Including, I I had some technician days. Ten years of it. I got you. Yeah. And back and forth, AGR. Okay. Stuff. So very good. Very good. Looking forward to it. So, but happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Happy to sit down and and
0: talk. Awesome. Well, Ron, you you know, you and I, we we kind of crossed paths several years ago. I've been here about five years, but um. More recently, we were, you know, you were sharing about your your upbringing, where you came from, and why you joined the service, and you you took a trip back to the Philippines, right? Is not that yes. where you were from? Yes. So, t- t- take us back. So, tell us a little bit about your story um, and, and
1: how you know you were adopted, and how you ended up coming here to, to the United States. Okay. Yeah, um, we started back long, long time ago. About I would say thirty seven years ago, okay. I came to the U.S. I was actually adopted by a chaplain. Uh, My dad was in the Air Force. Um, Even before all that, let's get back from the beginning. Um, You know, I grew up in the Philippines. You know, I was with uh, nine other siblings. I have six sisters and two brothers. Um, Unfortunately, my mother, she was never around. You know, we're all nine different dads. My mom, she had nine different partners. So, uh, So we're all over the place. So um and really I had some sister that I I didn't know about you know because uh like when I was 5 um I left home and lived on the street At 5 years old of uh, 5 years old just wow. in 99 and that's that's the culture back that's in sure. the Philippines okay. you know a lot of kids unfortunately so I was back and forth so in the street I, I lived in the street for about a few years and then uh, um and then I got in trouble and then they put me in the orphanage well it wasn't like it was It was kind of like my choice. You know, I know the street's bad, so let me just walk into the orphanage. Yeah. So here I am about, I would say, eight years old when I went in the orphanage. And my mother had no clue because she was never around, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and my sister, my brother and sister knew who I was. They knew I was in the street. That's like the norm okay. you know, for everybody. Even like my brother and my sister are trying to, hey, oh. come with me to the orphanage. So, um so, I was in orphanage back and forth. Um, my mother knew where I was, but she didn't really look for me. Gotcha. And I was like, I guess that's the norm. She was working a lot. I didn't know what she was doing, mm-hmm. you know. but um,
0: and, you, and you remember this, huh? Oh, yeah. You absolutely. I remember it all. The yeah. Time. Okay.
1: I mean, the Philippines, you kind of grow up fast, you know, because you had to. Because, you know, when, in a terrible country, and you're so poor, you have to make means you know like yeah you grow up fast because your parents are not there sure i didn't have a father or mother a mother to mentor me right to tell me to read me a book and stuff so i just had friends so you just kind of grow up fast in the street you have to because it, it's tough yeah type living i mean you know if you don't you just won't survive sure so you just you you know you Street smarts. You, you're you you're have
0: intellectually, it. you know, oh, yeah. your street smarts are hot yeah. in the, uh,
1: yeah, the charts, it. right? You have to be strong. You have yeah. to be smart. And, and that's it. I didn't go to school because school wasn't, hmm, it wasn't a mandatory. It wasn't like, you know, how we here in the U.S. Yeah. yeah. It's a mand- mandatory. In the Philippines, back in the <laughs> days, it wasn't. You know? Interesting. So you just hang out with a bunch of kids all day, all, you know, all night long, live on the street, eat. The crappy food and i mean if you can eat you know yeah, yeah. so otherwise you just either you just beg and sometimes you just have to steal it you know wow. so wow. um yeah that's, that's pretty much the life hmm. you know and um uh, and then i will go back home and say hey mom you know where i'm at but she like i don't know what was going on with my mom you know because she really never looked for me yeah. was like, yeah. hey, where are you going? Uh, you know, are you good? Are you safe? Really? Uh, it was like a disconnect. And that,
0: and that was like that for you and all your siblings, basically? Yeah. She just was pretty disconnected trying to yeah, like it, she, provide she for you guys,
1: if you will. Yeah, because when I went home back in October, I I found a lot of info. You know, With okay. my older sister, she kind of told me what was going on with Nanaya. You know, Nanaya's mother in the Philippines. Okay. All right. That, um... She actually gave two of my sister away for adoption hmm. by Americans stationed at Clark Air Force Base. Is that right? Yeah, she gave them away. I didn't know this until now. You know, my oh, older wow. sister was like giving me all this info. Sure. It, was, it was nice to be home because I needed to reconnect. I need. I need some closure. You know, I needed to find out what's going on with me because my mother, when I got here, she had no idea that I was here. You know I mean kind really? of yeah she didn't know yeah. I left you okay you know um so did she did she not
0: know you were adopted by an Air Force chaplain then uh
1: she kind of knew okay but you know uh, she, she kind of knew but she didn't really have the, like the ownership the guardian she wasn't responsible it gotcha. was more like the orphanage were responsible for yep. me making the d- decision okay you know it was it, i can tell you this is going to be a long story but it's just amazing how i ended up like I was adopted, you know, I had that all worked out. Yeah. I was at the right place at the right time. Ah. You know, it was like a godsend. And if I didn't get in trouble on the street and then w- walked into the orphanage, hmm. I would not be here. Interesting. It just, it, it, it's just amazing. So anyway, back to being back home, I came back. It was very emotional. Yeah. You know, I was like, it's so emotional. The fact that my older sister, we were never together at the same time. You, I knew who they were. Yeah. But I was never close. Okay. You know, we we were never close. It was just, it, it was, I wouldn't say disturbing. It just, there's no connections. Sure. My mother never introduced me to my sister. I knew they were my sister, but there was no intimacy there. Yeah. You know, I wasn't close with them. I knew who they were, but they didn't check up on me. Hey, how you doing? <clears throat> Where you at? They didn't look for me. You know, when I was gone living on the street. I lived on the street for almost six years hmm. back and forth mm-hmm. orphanage street you know because the orphanage back then it wasn't like they weren't strict like if you hmm. leave they didn't care you know what i mean so They you, oh you can't leave and then come back yeah it was just open it's like an open door policy right, right. so i would like i would get bored and you take off for a lot i would take off yeah. and then i get back Jeez. It, yeah it was just i i don't know what was going through my, i didn't really understand it yeah why was that an
0: option so you said six years so at five you enter the orphanage so yeah. you're there till you're 11 and you're yeah
1: d- so this is how you're living yeah for the, the, yep. the six years right yep. okay uh, six years i was going back and forth yeah and then on my 11th year uh the american family went to visit the okay. orphanage yeah these the bartons these are my, like, my second parents. Okay. I, um, Debbie and uh, Dave, David Barton. They're the one who, they had they had two kids. They had Paul and uh, Bridget, about my age. So they went to visit the orphanage just one day, out of the blue, they went to visit. And I got to meet the kids, so I started playing with them. Huh. All right? And I got, and then they asked the orphanage staff, like, hey, we like to take the uh, Roy, that was my name okay. Uh, back then. I said, we like to take him on base just to, you know, just t- to see what it's like, just for a few days. Sure. Kinda, I would say kind of like a foster type thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So they did that. And um, so I will go back and forth. So this what's going on. Unfortunately, they couldn't adopt me. They weren't the one to They knew my father, Father Cohen, who was in the Air Force, mm-hmm. adopted boys from different country. Okay. So they knew him because they were stationed somewhere. Okay. Uh, somewhere another base. So they, they served together. Then. Yeah. So who, they served together. He was
0: in the military. He and, was in the military. Okay. They were all, all right. in the military.
1: Okay. okay. Air Force. Gotcha. So they knew so she was buddy. in
0: too. then. Your, she she your was in okay. uh,
1: uh, David. Gotcha. Uh, David Barson. Yep. Uh, yeah. He gotcha. was in the Air Force. Right. He knew my dad. So, they couldn't adopt me. They wanted to adopt me, but they couldn't because, you know, they had two kids already and they were yeah. PCSing back to the U.S. It was like the time frame wasn't good. Interesting. But they didn't want to, like, put me back, you know, they didn't yeah. want to, like, bring me back to the orphanage, you know, because orphanage sad. I mean, a lot of the mm. kids, they didn't have parents, you know, and the age, like, after 15, you just got to get out because the orphanage, there's a certain limit. Yeah. They can't take you because you're older and there's a lot of kids. So they did this. So they, ha- you know, good thing they knew my father and they contacted my father. Say, hey, Father Coleman. At that time, my dad was stationed at Elmendorf. Interesting. Okay. Right? Yeah. He was in the Air Force. He yeah. was a chaplain. <laughs> yep. So uh, they called Father Coleman. Say, hey, Father Coleman, would you be interested in another adopting another kid? And uh, and luckily, my dad. Yeah, I just adopted one from the fil- from Manila, another Philippines. Yeah. So so anyway, get back to m- my siblings here, I have a brother in Korea who was adopted, a brother in Brazil who was adopted by my father. And then a Filipino, Alan, who was from the Philippines. He was the last guy. And then the Bartons called my dad, said, Hey, would you be interested in my dad? Oh, I don't know, you know, I'll see, I'll figure out. I was like, Yeah. he was done with adoption. Then luckily he said, yeah. So the Bartons coordinated the paperwork, you know, they did everything wow. for me to be adopted. And I said, "All right, we'll do all the paperwork because they were PCSing back to the U.S. So that we're so we're limited in time here, mm-hmm. you know." So I said, "Well, you don't have to do anything. We'll coordinate the paperwork. We'll take care of it. All stuff from the embassy, all the documentation. We'll do. We just fly here, you know. Six, you know, in six months, we should be able, you know, you should be able to come down and pick up Roy, me, yeah." So this, so, this is all, this went on. Six months later, my dad flies to uh, to Manila, to, you know, t- to the Philippines, and here I am meeting a guy, you know, we had about maybe wow. six hours okay. to meet and greet, and then next thing I know... You're I'm, heading home with him. I'm heading home. Oh, wow. Which, I really didn't care, you know? Yeah. I knew my life is going to be better, you know what I mean? Um because of what I went through, yeah, yeah. Uh, like all the very disturbing, rough. Didn't go to school, you know. I was uneducated. Yeah, I was just. I mean, I was smart, a street smart. Sure, sure. But I sure. like I can read. I, I mean, I was I was able to read. You know, read and write. Yeah, and and I spoke four different languages, dialects. Is that right? You know, I spoke Kapampangan, Ilocano. Bisayan and Tagalog. Okay. So in the Philippines, that's normal. Different villages, they speak different dialects. Gotcha. So I was involved because as a kid, I traveled so much. I would just be, I'm like a nomad. I was a drifter. I would just like mm. take a bus. I would be in another town. Interesting. You know, just like, because I was curious with other kids. Yeah. And then yeah. you live there and kind of like know the language. And then you go back and, you know, go to all these little It's kind of like a mix. Sure. So you sure. can actually put... The conversation in one sentence you have two three different dialects it, it'll make sense sure that makes sense yeah okay. so yeah so you do that so uh yeah so it just were it, you ever fearful when you were when you were out there yeah it, no not really huh no you couldn't yeah otherwise you would not survive i got gotcha. you you know yeah, on yeah. The street stuff sure i mean i just remember hanging out with a couple A lot of my friends, uh, I mean, unfortunately, they're all dead. You know, when I got back and I asked my sister, they're gone. They got into drugs and then they got sick and just died. Yeah. They didn't have a good life. Yeah. And um, you just, you just, you you have to be strong. You know what I mean? You you, you can't show fear because there are other gangs. You know, if you show fear, uh, no one, you know, you're not gonna fit in. They they could they could smell the vulnerability yeah. all over. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't like the gang here, you know, they have to give and it just basically it's more like a friendly hanging out kids who were also, you know, didn't have the parents or the right, right parents, right. just hang out all day and just you play around. I was five years old, you know. Just imagine my kids ten years old. He, he, he you will not be able to survive. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I tell these kids, you guys are so lucky. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, what's amazing, you know, when I went back in October, I got some videos. of I went to visit all, like, the stuff I was experienced. I experienced back in the day. Mm-hmm. I took a video of it where I slept on the street where the kids were hanging out. I took a video of that. I got then and I showed it to them. Mm. I said, Dad, that kid is only like four or five. It's like, exactly. That's what I was. Wow. No shoes. You know, barely had a clothes dirty. I was dirty. I was eating stuff out of the trash. And I literally took a video on all those kids. We call them ghost kids. Okay. Because the reason you call them ghost kids because they would show up out of the blues huh. and start begging. And then when you get money, they would disappear. They're gone, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I have some videos. I showed him a little girl. I mean, a little maybe she's probably not even like 10. We're talking like 11 o'clock at wow. night. would show up riding in a jeepney. to Hey, Kuya, give me some money. Kuya means brother. Okay. Give me some money. So I gave her some money. Once I gave her money, gone. gone. Yeah. We're talking the middle of the night. Yeah. 11, yeah. 12 o'clock. Wow. And you know, I was just like, so I took a video of that and I'll tell them while I was doing the video, I was telling them the story. This is what I was doing when I was a kid. Sure, sure. You know, So, so we visited some of the area I was in. I grew up in hang out as a kid, Bought some food and water to the kids. They were just hugging me and call me, you know, dad. And I'm oh, like, oh, wow, yeah. if I could take those kids, I would definitely take them Yeah, home. right. There were like two, about three or four kids. We were just hanging out. Mm I was like, I was telling my sister out there, hey, can I take these kids? I want to, you know? It's like, it's not easy. I wanted to take, like, the girls or the boys, take them with me. Yeah. You know? And and I felt so bad. And unfortunately, I can't do it. Sure, sure. And, uh, a lot of things I went to visit the orphanage where I was at. Okay. And so uh, it's still standing still in operation. It's it's not an operation. Okay. It all was right. all, it, it was gated. It was like run down already. Apparently gotcha. it closed. I didn't get the details why it closed. But it was very emotional. I was walking in, taking a video, and, you know, just the orphanage. I was showing where my bedroom was, and this is why oh, I used wow. to hang out as a kid. There's a, a Jesus and Virgin Mary in the front statue, and yeah. that's why I used to hang and, and pray. Is it right? Just all day, yeah. just praying and praying. Because the orphanage was uh, like a Catholic-driven yeah, sure. sure. thing. Yeah, So we're just, I was just emotional, you know. It was just amazing. Of course, where I, I was, and here I am now. Yeah, you know, and I told my kids that. Even my, I mean, my not my kids, my sister. When I showed all my sisters, we're all walking. This is we're walking all day. Just, I said, I want to go out. You know, I want to just re, just bring back memories. Mm-hmm. I want to go where I slept on the ground, where I beg. You know, where I rode the chimneys and all that, and I traveled. So all day we did that, did a reenactment. Oh, wow. And they were like, um, you know, they were like surprised, like, wow, you did this? How come we didn't know? Yeah. Because they were older, you know, they had their family and stuff. And they were just amazed how I survived and like where I'm at now. Just like, because a lot of my friends are hanging was hanging around mm-hmm. with no, they're not even no, they're on even, the planet any no, longer
0: no. Yeah. yeah and I, I think that's what's so intriguing about your story I know there's so much more you can fill in details Absolutely, yeah but you know you've connected some real big pieces mm-hmm. that, that, that I, I'm, I'm seeing and I hope those that are listening are kind of connecting too yeah. I mean, you came from basically a situation where there was no structure, chaos. No, yeah. You're f- you're just figuring out things on your own with no yeah. parental no guidance or anything. Yeah. You end up in this orphanage that had a Christian emphasis, obviously yes. Catholic yes. emphasis. Yes, driven. Um, yes. You encounter an Air Force family who connects you with an Air Force chaplain yeah. who was a, who was a priest, right? Yes. Catholic priest. Yes. You mentioned earlier as well about like there's no way this uh, this happens without there being a divine or a God yeah. kind of connection here right a miraculous thing and here you are sitting across from me a successful military guy that has two kids right two kids married for how long uh been married for 15 years 15 years marriage stable mm-hmm. uh, your reputation is phenomenal on this Healthy. base yeah um i've enjoyed getting to know you he, ron can play volleyball by the way he smashes he, he's a great volleyball player but i think it's encouraging because so many of us sit back and we look we all can do this we can look mm-hmm. at our lives and we can reflect and say the woulda coulda shoulda and you blame all the environment you blame the situation. Right. Instead of maybe looking back at where we came from and where we, we currently or where we were. And we use that as a uh, as a as a. Uh, a, a, tool, a, a fuel a, 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 a yeah fuel a fuel to move us forward yeah, yeah and not to look back and have this victim mentality but mm-hmm. propel us forward and so I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged to hear this ron just yeah. knowing knowing where i know you are now mm-hmm. you you would never expect someone of your background to be I'm in this situation I'm so share a little more about that how, how, how has your faith impact you as you as you got into your teenage years and mm-hmm even a little older it yeah. it seems because I, I know you and you're, you're a man of faith yeah so can you just share a little how that's helped you
1: and impacted you through this journey absolutely I've always been a believer you know I mean growing up I mean you know since I was five years old I mean I I kept praying and praying uh, this is funny because I never told everyone as I told my wife I was five years old praying that someday I will come here you know and really I, yeah be, because that's that's what every kids in the Philippines, you know, dreamed. So, like, so they to, to get how, out of there. How do they know that? You know, when you said
0: come here, yeah. it, is it known when you were there? Was it known that the United States yes. was the place to come? Yes. Okay,
1: because when when the U, when the Clark was still open, a lot of the the GIs would you know visit the ah, orphanage and they would adopt kids. Makes sense. They would Makes adopt sense. kids from the orphanage, and I would see this because a lot of my friends got adopted too. Gotcha. And I was like, man, I like I keep praying, please, 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 because I want a better life, yeah. you know. And I know it's better because all they shoot is lavish. You no, know, you watch TV; they show the U.S. You know, a lavish life. Everybody thinks you know the U.S. is the is heaven. Yeah, as right. a kid, right. you know, you like kind of maximize <clears throat> it. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, I want to come to the U.S., you know, because life is better. Because mm-hmm. you t- show it, you see it on TV. Sure, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and. <laughs> And then oh. you come here, you find out it's not it's not all that. Yeah. You know, but I would say I'm still blessed. Sure. You know, from where I came from. I appreciate it. Every day I wake up, I thank God and said, Wow, I am so lucky. Mm. I mean, once in a while we do complain because it isn't our nature. Sure. You know, sure. but I look back, it's like, man, I have so much more. Especially that solidified it when I went back home right back in October. I just, I just I just sat there and I just went to tears and it's like, oh my goodness, you know, I have so much Mm. because when I saw my sisters where they were living, it was a slum, it was so dirty, they didn't have any money, you know, they were just like, the condition they were living, I felt so bad and I just went to tears like, oh my goodness, I have so much, I am so blessed, Mm. you know, from, from what I have now compared to what I was, Yeah, it just... It's just, it's amazing. And I use that every day as a tool, you know, to like, I just, it's, for me, being down is not acceptable mm, because oh I God. have more. Yeah. You cannot be down from like where I came from. And I always think back from my family. Like, let's say, oh, I didn't get this nice shoes. And I think back, hold, hold on, hold on. That's, let, let me think back because I always use my past as like more to forget what i need Mm. that that like that desire of wanting more having a nice car having a nice house i'm like whoa 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 hold up let me think back because you know like my family you know they don't have this why should i have it sometimes i feel like that i don't know if that's wrong to feel like that but you know it just i have just Now, as I get older, I'm finding more appreciation for what I accomplished and what I Mm -hmm. have now. I have a beautiful wife. I have kids, you know, healthy, educated, Mm -hmm. nice roof over their head. Yeah. I have an awesome job, you know, and I'm I'm healthy. I have a lot of friends who are Christians and now, you know, more involved in the church I serve yeah. I, you That's know it's awesome. just it, it's amazing like my my wife's born again and she's trying to convince me to be born again and I'm thinking about it you know yeah. just m- my faith it's just stronger than yeah. Yeah.
0: before you know I'm, I'm encouraged just to hear this you know and you, you mentioned something a few minutes ago about how they're just you just I don't remember how you said it. Well, I, I'm gonna go back and listen to it. But sure. you mentioned like it's not acceptable to to stay like where you are or to think that way. So, mm-hmm. how how do you process daily? So, if someone's listening right now, right, yeah. and they're they're not they're just in a bad spot, mm-hmm. right? They're in a bad spot. They, yeah. they don't think there's a way out, or they're they're just not feeling that they're getting that breakthrough that they yeah. need. Um, well, how would you encourage? How would you encourage
1: them? Right? I would just say you know just. Just sit back and just, you know, like, just think of what you have, Hmm. you know, just, just look back from like, from your past until now, just, just trying to like, slow it down a little bit. So like, like think, you know, uh, you have more, you you woke up this morning, you're be able to put your two feet on the ground, you know, and be able to breathe and open your eyes. That's that alone right there. Appreciate Yeah, You know, don't like. I won't say greedy. Just appreciate what you have day to day. Just appreciate the, the fact that you, ha- you know, you woke up, you're able to breathe the air, you're be- you're able to put two feet in the ground, open your eyes, be able to smell, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. fresh air. Just, just do that. I mean, yeah. s- take it slower. That I mean, just take it slow, yeah. one day at a time. I love it. I think and I think that's one of the issues that we we find ourselves in
0: yeah. in life today. It's busy, 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 go, 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 go. If we slow down and look at this, just simplistic things.
1: Yeah, even sometimes pray, short pray. You know, thank God every day. I I wake up and say, thank God that I'm alive, Mm that I'm here, able to open my eyes. Thank you for bringing me here. You know, just a a small prayer. Just thank God. Thank him that, hey, thank you for letting me be healthy, being able to wake up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just being able to open my eyes, just, just appreciate. You know, I don't know, I can't speak for other people. I mean, it, it actually helps sometimes when you have that background. It kind of like, it's almost like, it's almost like a toolbox that you have and you open that toolbox mm. and said, hey, what can I use today? Yeah. You know? Sure. And you kind of have it. I, I have it, you know, like I use it every day because I experience it. I think, you know, I can speak for those people who had that experience. Like, I think they kind of use that as a fuel. You know, mm-hmm. like a motivation. Like, I have so much appreciative every day mm-hmm. in, on the day to day that I do for people. I, that's it, relating to people. Mm-hmm. It's 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 awesome. You know, like attitude. Number one is attitude. Yeah, you gotta have a good attitude sure, every sure. day. Don't be negative. Why be why negative? Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm. I have just I'm so positive because I have so much. Yeah, it's yeah, you can't just eliminate being a negative, but sometimes just overcome it. You sure. Know, sure. Positive. Yeah. I think something you said too is is super
0: important for all of us to remember is that it doesn't matter what really happened to us in our past, mm-hmm. right? And what I mean by that is as hard as it was or you even look back sometimes and you kind of feel guilty maybe for what you did yes. have. And you're like, I should have been complaining yeah. about that. But that's where if you look back into that toolkit or that bag of goodies you have, a bag of things. And if there's just something there you can just sit and reflect on. Like, that's mm-hmm. where I was. And this yeah. is where I am now. Oh, yeah. Or that's where I used to be. And look where I am now. Yeah. Um, Or I... I I was better back there and I'm not here mm-hmm. now. So how do yeah. I get, it's, it's really perspective. Yeah. And I, that's what I was hoping, you know, really what the folks that tuned into this mm-hmm. podcast today would, would hear. And I think there's an encouragement out of this. There's some perspective out of this. Mm-hmm. And there's some faith out of this, you know, Absolutely. And again, yeah. I, you're, you're a Christian. Not everybody listening will be Christian, wants to be Christian, mm-hmm. but that has been a motivating factor for you. And has uh, helped you tremendously. It, it and yeah. so, just some good things. So, Ron, if you don't mind, how, how old are you? I'm fifty. You're fifty right now. So you've been in the, you've been in for thirty years. So you joined yes. twenty years old.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, give or take, not yeah. thirty yet, but we'll be thirty close when to finish. I see. But I see. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, early twenties, you came in the military. Y- yes. Yes. So absolutely. I
0: mean, you came in young. You didn't probably really know what you were really yeah. getting into, but given the, the history and where you came mm-hmm. from and the Air Force folks that took care of you probably was a motivating factor mm-hmm. for you to serve as yeah. well. Yeah. And um, I, I'm, I'm blessed to have you as, as, a, as a brother, and as a friend here at the WANG. So many of us are. And so...
1: I just want to say, man, th- thanks for sitting down today. Absolutely. Uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I'm, I'm so glad. I was so ecstatic and stoked about when you told me. I was like, wow. Yeah. I'm going to be able to tell a little bit of my story. It's sure. amazing because yeah. it's a motivation. Like I can speak for hours and hours mm-hmm. about because when you have it in you and you feel it in the heart, you just you can't stop. It just all that info comes out. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just it—it's it, amazing. I'm so blessed. It's like a godsend. I mean, I just—you know, it's. I'm just so happy. Yeah. That, I, I can, I can yeah. see it on you. And I've always, yeah. as I've
0: known you over the years, I've always saw something in you that was attractive, meaning people would, you know, like a magnet, people mm-hmm. would open up and talk to you. Again, playing volleyball yeah. on Tuesdays and sometimes on yeah. Thursdays, um, just getting to know you and know you came out to at a Strong Bond event and I met your, your wife and your kids, yeah. and that was great. But there's something there. And to know what you came from, again, I think that's our problem as humans. It happens at work, it happens to us at home um we begin our own little world in our space and we think no one else will understand what i'm going through no one else really cares no one can relate to me right mm-hmm. but that that self-defeating mindset is negative it's um it it, it robs us of connecting with each other mm-hmm. and if we understand each other's stories a little more like mm-hmm. just knowing what you've you've been through man yeah it's it's just giving me such satisfaction to know I work with people like you, that you encourage and motivate others around us. And, and look. If you're listening today, again, Ron doesn't know. I don't know where you are in life, but we're hopeful that Ron's story is an encouragement to you. You know, if you if you are going through a difficult time, it's for it's for a reason. Yeah. But it's not to hold you there. It's not to to defeat you. It's to it's to be used as a catalyst mm-hmm. to help you grow and propel you to what the next thing in life is going to be. Life's worth living every every bit of Absolutely, it, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, so, Ron, as we end here, any any just final thing something final um uh, story or something you would like to share with the audience about just this time we had together
1: Uh, you know it's just stay positive you know be thankful appreciate you know Mm -hmm. when you're down just pray because god's always there to answer your prayers Mm yeah so good stuff hey ron thanks so much for coming in today man absolutely
0: and and again if you're listening uh the balance podcast these are um uh, podcast and opportunities to sit down with people like ron and and others where we could help develop that that spiritual that social that mental and that physical um domain in your life because really what i want you to be is healthy and whole and i know that's what um this podcast is all about and so with ron coming today hopefully this is an encouragement to you and i just say um hope you guys have a uh, a great day and tune into the next time and um From Biddle Air National Guard Base, this is Chaplain Tony Repick and Ron Cohen. And uh, we thank you for tuning in today. And we are out.
1: Thank you.